Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adelia Jr. Joining me is Gameonesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Janet, how's it going? It's going. I ran for the first time in literally a month yesterday, and I did a little too much. So I'm actually oh, no. super sore today, which is shocking because I only ran for like, I think, um, 15 minutes, but I did like... Uh, it, it I ran on a track, so I did it like chill, and then I did like um, 10k pace, 5k pace, like break, 5k pace, whatever. For like, like I did one lap like chill, and then I did one with like sprints, and then it was on a like I said, it was on a track, so there was like a little stadium, like the little risers or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go up and down the stairs, and it's gonna be like super cool and a good workout and really fun. And it was those things, but then I like last night like my calves just got like tighter and tighter and i woke up today and they're like all oh, knotted no. <laughs> so is that, is that um there you go. To take month-long breaks no i haven't this is the least i've ran probably since living in california because i used to take pretty much like a month-long break or i ran very very infrequently when i was in chicago in the winter like i did do some winter runs and i've done winter training but generally, I either try to avoid it or I inadvertently avoid it just by being like, I can't be bothered to put all these layers on and run it on the ice and all that. But mm. yeah, so longest break in a while. I've been kind of like slowly returning and figuring out what I'm doing with the sport after I finished my marathon, which shot to finish the marathon. I feel like we don't talk about that enough on here. Also, <laughs> me finishing the marathon. You, that did, out there. you did finish a marathon. Right? How, how I did run a fucking marathon. Because we talked about it the week I you did feel like it, at on like least, all the shows. I feel like at least like we got to think of what's something else that we like beat to death. And it should be around the there. Run it. You're the roller skate. Yeah, the roller skating. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Running janet garcia i just feel like we could do more with it i did enjoy you guys talking about though on the show and um i got a big kick out of the also like the the you don't know janet show that bear did at the end of one of the episodes um but yeah yeah and also me and greg trying to see if we can also run uh america oh yeah which also like i do have thoughts on that i think you could you could do it if you wanted to um within two years two years okay that's fair that's a that's a fair timeline yeah like you'd have to really really like focus though like that'd have to be like your plan from the start of that process i will say i also um like you right i am a an athletic beast and so i I was doing a lot of ring fit adventure during the oh yeah how's that going how's that going i i took a long break (laughs) i took about a month break actually i've Uh, been playing that game since it came out and i've still not beaten it so are, you, just, are you serious yeah yeah it's so long it is so yeah. long and well, it's you gotta work out and that's, that's like the motivator the, for me it's the know, fact that hard. like i put it down for a little bit because like me and roger did our month-long challenge which we still have to make the video for we've written the script it's just us editing the script and then actually recording Hell the yeah. video that is taking us all the time um but like that month ended and then immediately i stopped doing ring fit because i went to um uh, la for summer game fest stuff and then i came back and then i was just lazy <laughs> i was just lazy and i just didn't <laughs> didn't pick it back up and i didn't feel the obligation anymore because like roger had stopped doing it and i didn't have like that buddy there but i picked it back up uh what, last week yeah last week on one of my days off i picked it back up nice. and felt great doing it but then the day after i felt sore as if it was my first day doing ring fit again and i was like ah oh, god damn it this is what happens like this i is gotta rebuild the base there are 23 worlds in that game and it's very much an rpg where there's a lot of side content you could do so like yeah. it takes it's a, it's a, a long game, time though. it's a great game and it is like that, one of the, the best things on there the fact that i like i'm on world i want to say like world seven or world eight and i I like I I can see the pr- progression and I know that if I play for if I do let let's say every weekday for the next couple months I could probably get there I could probably beat the game. Right, but that's that- so much commit. That's like such an intense commitment, and it's yeah. like I want to do other things sometimes. Also, not gonna lie, the act of setting it up is a little discouraging. It's a very easy setup, so it's not to say it's hard at all. But just like, all right, let's get them, let's put the mat down, and then you know, rings like hi, and I'm like, I don't know, and he's I like, you don't gotta stretch if you want to, and I'm like, I get, I should probably stretch though, no, and then stretch. they're you know, dun, dun, stretching dun, dun, dun. gets you gets you the yeah. XP. You gotta stretch. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's a whole it's a whole I don't, process. I don't ever do the post cooldown yeah the cooldown stretch because i I don't think that gets you xp really i I like i I don't think so so i'm like i'm not doing it unless it gets me xp and i love that the it's such a well-designed game if you guys do 
ever do like a longer like podcast or something on it like let me know it's such a fantastic game that i don't think it's enough praise that a lot of people also probably no offense didn't see the the ways that it grows as a game because again you have to like work out a lot to like get to those those parts where you're mixing and matching hard to get that game or no it it was really i think so I think it's yeah, pretty like much if you go, go on Amazon right now, I'm sure it'll be available. It's like 80 bucks for the game and the Ring Fit equipment. Um, yeah. So it's a steep price, but it's readily available nowadays as opposed to the beginning of pandemic. But yeah, it's, it was it's, impossible to get. it's awesome. I recommend that game to everybody. I think it's just it is so fast. And people always ask, like, is it good if I have never worked out? The answer is yes. Is it good if I like work all the time? The answer is still yes. I think it does a great job of scaling the difficulty, having um, different moves like that, target different like parts of the body or you know different weaknesses you may have and then it like like i i just think it's really brilliantly designed like i have very little notes to even give that game um highly underrated but uh, to- talking about the cooldown right in the xp situation brian mcbrien in chat says it gives your body xp bless here's the <laughs> thing brian at this point, I'm playing more for the game than I am for my own personal health. The game is just a fun-ass video game, and I like progression in that game. And, of course, I want to be healthy. I want to be active. That is maybe, at this point, 30% of why I'm playing Ring Fit. 70% of the reason I'm playing is to actually get further in, in, in the game. And to get further and also put in more hours because you can see what other people are doing. And I don't want the other. I don't want my friends list to think that I'm lazy and that I'm not keeping up with it. They know. It's that peer pressure. Also, speaking of um, uh, physical activity and being a physical beast, uh, Jan, you ever have like those drunken hangouts with friends where you commit to things where you're probably not going to follow up on? I mean, I do that sober. That's like every podcast we do, right? We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play this. Yeah, I'm going to get back to it. I'm done with that with Days Gone and maybe the uh, what's the game? The Mario and Rabbids. The year is young. Really? I'm playing Mario Rabbit. It's so good. But now, now just wait for the next one. You know what yeah, I mean? Is, like, at I'll that point. For the next one. What have um, you committed to that you're not going to do? So here's the thing. I think there's a, there's a good chance that this does happen. I was out on well, Friday night. I was out Friday night with friends, right? We're drinking. Maybe we're drinking a lot. <laughs> and maybe I don't remember the bulk of this conversation, mm, right? But it was mm, one of those ones awesome. where one of my friends hit me up on Monday. They texted me and they were like, Yo, I don't remember much from Friday, but I remember us talking about getting into a fun sport. Do you want to maybe sign up for kickball or something? And I read that text. I was like, I don't recall that conversation whatsoever, but yes. And then I also suggested uh, dodgeball as an idea because they do have dodgeball leagues and also kickball leagues and like softball leagues and stuff that you can get into. Uh, And it seems like those plans are in motion. And if so, like that will be my, I think my first step toward getting to that marathon level of, of like physical activity right like i just need so i just need something to get me started and then marathon will be it'll be an easy deal and i think kickball might be the thing either kickball or dodgeball i'm gonna let you know right now um that's not gonna get you there i mean it will get you more fit but in like being being fit only helps like a little bit like i knew someone that was like very fit and they were like i want to run the marathon and they were able to do it like within the year but also like they had a lot of like problems when they did their marathon they did finish and they didn't go to the hospital or anything but like you know they like cramped up like it was a really bad race for them um so there's that <laughs> so like yeah i mean it's, it's apples and oranges i mean i don't i don't think you need a base if i don't think you don't need a base level of fitness in running to necessarily run the marathon like it's a totally different thing that's like saying I want to be able to weightlift more before I get into roller skating. Like weightlifting could help me with roller skating because it would strengthen my legs and my core and stuff. Like there is benefits, but it's not. And maybe that could be a good part of my like skating regimen to incorporate weight training. But like they're not a one to one, especially because yeah, it's just a whole different thing. Anyway, if you ever want a podcast about running, I got I got a lot of information that I don't do a lot with other than we can make that episode two of one people of in my the house. Janet show featuring blessing. It'll be all about yeah. Running. I know that honestly, that show would be really fun because it'd be a show about absolutely nothing. Which is this half isn't the that. This isn't this here. though. We have a show about something today. We have a show about something. So let's talk about those something. Something's like PS Plus Extra's first big update, Bayonetta 3's release date, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily 
Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash games with bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, a new Kind of Funny Games cast is up, and it's our Escape Academy review. We talk about that, Sonic Origins, Greg's time with the Steam Deck, and a whole lot more. That is on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services around the globe. And then shout out to Prime Gaming for sponsoring our streams. To celebrate Prime Day, you can start freeloading over 30 games with Prime Gaming for Prime Day 2022. And then you'll also be able to claim additional games on Prime Day. That's July 12th and July 13th, which will include AAA titles like Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, and Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. So check out the link in the description to start freeloading games now. And then come party with Greg, Joey, Snowbike, Mike, and Xbox this Friday in L.A. We're taking over the Fonda Theater in Hollywood for the As Dusk Falls launch event, and you have to be there. You can RCP now at kindoffunny.com slash Xbox. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Frogo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and Al Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Athletic Greens, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have stories today. A baker's dozen. And I'm glad to have you you here with me, Janet, because of course, me and you are the PS I Love You duo. Of course, that podcast only has two members. We don't talk about yep. the third one. This is me, me, me and you, right? For PS I Love Wednesdays, um, we're starting with the PlayStation story. Story number one: PlayStation Plus's extra and premium uh, premium July lineup have been revealed. This comes from Owen S. Good at Polygon. The first monthly update for the new PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Service tiers delivers five Assassin's Creed titles along with Marvel's Avengers, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and the previously confirmed cyberpunk platformer pu- platform puzzler Stray. The new additions available beginning July 19th to play, uh, are the new additions are available beginning July 19th to PlayStation Plus Extra subscribers. The list looks like this. All right, you're getting Stray for PS4 and PS5, Marvel's Avengers, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade, and Episode Intermission for PS5, Assassin's Creed IV, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, uh, Saints Row IV, Reelected, Saints Row, Got Out of Hell, Spirit of the North, Enhanced Edition for PS5, Ice Age, Scrat's Nutty Adventure, Jumanji the Video Game, Paw Patrol on a Roll, uh, Ready Set Heroes, uh, and then for PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers, you get access to those games as well as two PSP titles, uh, including No Heroes Allowed and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. Janet, me and you for a while now have been talking about PlayStation Plus Premium, PlayStation Plus Extra. Is it good? Is it not good? Now we have the first big post-launch drop for it. Is it good enough? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's tough because they're hitting like so many tiers and so many different themes and then striking so many deals. Like I don't expect it to knock it out of the park every month. Um, But I mean, I think stray is the big get here, but again, like I feel like we had and would have had that in the previous iterations of like just PS plus, like the base PS plus. Um, So that doesn't feel as, as exciting of a get in the context of giving me faith in the service it just feels more like oh this is a good get for playstation you know and their offerings and it's kind of not totally out of left fields because i think they've done a pretty solid job especially in the ps5 era of striking these um of kind of establishing themselves as having strong indie deals through ps plus at least on occasion like they're going to bring out a day and date thing and it's going to be kind of a little bit of a whatever one of their flagship indie games is um so i think that's kind of par for the course um still looks still very exciting and definitely i think the most uh, among the most exciting things in there i guess the um integrate's also a good get but do you need you need the base game though to to have no. that right no you don't you Final, just, yeah integrate is ba- it's basically the ps5 version of it okay Cool. So that's that's another that's another strong one. There's some strong stuff in here, but I don't think I think especially as you start to move down, and you know we get to the Paw Patrols and the Ice Age and even the Ice Ages and the Jumanjis. I think Spirit of the North too. Like I feel like that didn't wasn't like that well received, but I don't remember. I might be mixing it up with a different game. Loco Roco is interesting because I love Loco Roco, but I don't 
I haven't, I don't know how Midnight Carnival fares against the other Loco Roco games, but I'm gonna hit up Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. Like, Loco Roco is a fun IP. Uh, let me know in the chat if this is like the whack Loco Roco or something. I think it was you know? like a spin Loco Roco spinoff, like downloadable title on the PSP, which cool, right? I forget. Let me also for counterfunny.com slash you're wrong. Let me know if the other Loco Rocos are already on there because uh, I forget already what psp games are available but my thing with those two right like i don't i'm not a person that really cares too much about local roco even though i know there's nothing there for it and then also no no heroes allowed is not one that blows me away yeah, wait is well, it because you've played local roco and you're like i don't want a local roco or is it because like you just saw local roco and you were like fuck this circle like what's up with what's the local roco care beef? about it like and here's the thing I, like have you I'm tried not, it though or you just you saw it and you're like it's not for me i saw it and it's not for me and you, you know, oh it's so fun I that's so Patapon. why do you hate fun it's this is way it's way different than patapon is it better than patapon oh i like Patapon, it more than Patapon. I, played, and I was like i'm gonna I let like, greg I okay. have this one i'm gonna throw this out there and i kind of told greg this but i kind of like slipped it under the radar like you know and I, I buried the lead there I, I did not enjoy my time with Patapon, not because it's a bad game but it was just too intense i felt like i was practicing the piano playing it i was like this is the i didn't want to i didn't have fun doing that but no loco roco is a totally different thing i mean the only similarity to patapon is that it's another indie game that's liked um but yeah it's like a game where you play as a, a little circle and you like absorb stuff and you can like become bigger and smaller and like fit through like it's kind of like a like a light like, like a very light mm, i mean it has the element in terms of the absorption and the and the shrinking um mm. but it's not like you're just constantly gathering maw it's like a little bit of um like a light platformer it's very cute it's like a great game it's a little okay. guy it's fun okay i won't in that case i won't write off loco roco i'm not i'm not saying i'm gonna give it a chance by any means but i won't write you it should off. but, but then midnight carnival let me know if that's a good studio. entry point i've only played loco roco too also wait do you have a psp no you don't right you only have like, a vita i have a vita yeah because <sighs> i well, have like you can a play copy PSP of... games on vita right yeah but I... wait a psp game on well if yeah, did you, I have a copy of Loco Roco 2 on the PS. Oh, I have two Loco Roco 2s, so I was going to give you my other Loco Roco 2, but anyway, what do you think of this besides the Loco Roco stuff? Well, here's the thing, right? I look at those PSP games, and even though neither of them blow me away, I do like the fact that they're adding in additional play PlayStation Plus premium games. That was one of my big questions of, are you going to expand this catalog? Because as it stands now, the premium catalog, not that great, in my opinion. I like the extra catalog. I think the extra catalog is where this new version of PlayStation Plus really uh, stands strong. But when it comes to the premium stuff, it does feel like slim pickings, especially for the PSP titles. You have two copies of Loco Roco 2? Yeah, I have two copies of Loco Roco 2, because get this, I forgot I bought one of them. Like, I thought I had Loco Roco. So when I saw Loco Roco 2 in the game store, I'm like, great, I love Loco Roco. And then I got home and I was like, oh, I've been playing Loco Roco 2 this whole time. So that's really now funny. I just have two copies of Loco Roco 2. So there you go. That's, that's excessive, but I also love it. But yeah, like, you know, it was I, an accident. I, it's a very cheap game. It was this, uh, this $6. Gives me, oh, OK, well, that's a good price. This gives me hope that they're going to continue to add more premium titles. And, you know, it makes me believe the idea that they could add more uh, add in more ps2 titles and more ps3 and ps1 stuff right like i look at uh on on twitter right the homie nival uh tweeted tweeted out this news but then below it he uh, mentioned that for some reason the italy playstation plus premium subscribers get access to dino crisis soul caliber broken destiny and ridge racer 2 right and he treated the, the screenshot of their playstation uh playstation blog post and then he responds under it and says update the italian playstation blog has been changed no more dino crisis uh, uh rr2 or soul caliber which you know that those were included in there for some reason you know i i wouldn't be doubtful if that was a oh shoot no these are actually for the next month these weren't supposed to be included in this blog post but that does give me that does put me in the in the mind state of okay cool they're really thinking about how to expand this uh, expand this library beyond what it is and i think that's exciting in the way that if uh, on a given month they are like hey on ps2 we're putting in kingdom hearts or we're putting in blocky spiral of the dragon or we're putting in you know these classic games that um that you still want and expect from the platform right metal gear solid the original like final Fan maybe final fantasy 7 the original like those types of titles i think that could be really promising for the service and so i think for the premium that's at least there and for extra i do think this, this is a pretty good drop you know the stray I, I think is huge and you mentioned that on any other given month that probably would have been a playstation plus uh essential in inclusion 
That said, this month for PlayStation Plus Essential, we did get Arcade Again, which is an, a, a new title for it, as well as I believe, I believe Crash Four was this month, uh, and then yep. like Man, Man of Madon uh, was in there as well. Like that's a pretty good PlayStation Plus month to then also get Stray in extra, and then also games like uh, Marvel's Avengers, the Greg Millers out there, and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated, which I think is huge. Uh, I think aside from Stray, that's probably the biggest inclusion yeah. this month uh, for PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, and with that, you know, it's great. Again, all those Assassin's Creed games, Saints Row being in there, and then like the handful of games that feel like kind of, you know, we're just going to throw these in, the Jumanjis <laughs> and Ice Ages of the world. You know, I think those are to be expected, but for the bigger games that are in there, I think it's a pretty good selection. Do you think that, would you be satisfied with this pedigree going forward? Does it need to be better? Do you expect it to slip, dip down? Like, what are your, now that we kind of have the baseline of what we might be getting here, like, what if I said this is the rest of our year, like this kind of level of stuff, like, what are your feelings? Where are you at? That's a really good question. I, with that, if you're telling me that I'm going to get, let's say, a day one really cool let's say smaller title, like a stray level title yes. every month, along with, let's say, you know, a big AAA that was like that, that came out maybe a year ago, right? When in the case of Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, something of that level. And then also a Marvel's Avengers, hey, this has been out for a little bit, but it is AAA and it is new enough that like some people might get excited. Some people might be like, oh, I already played this, it's whatever. And then like a handful of other AAA stuff. I think that I I think I'd be down with that cadence. You know, I'm I'm down with some months being a bit bigger than that, and then some months being maybe not as strong as that. But I do think that this is a good set the tone midpoint for it. What about you? Yeah, I I agree. Like it's not um, necessarily blowing my mind like this offering, but I think it's also important to keep in mind that it's always more exciting when it's also something that is new for you and like final fantasy 7 remake i already had that game but for people who didn't that's a very very strong get um stray of course we're all looking forward to so yeah i mean i think it's it's never gonna be 12 games that like we've all had on our wish list because just the idea of it being um that much of like a hodgepodge and like all at once is kind of extreme i think also most of us lean a little bit more on like the modern stuff for like what's going to be most exciting um so even though there's some like fantastic assassin's creed titles in here allegedly um that's not gonna be as like that's more of like a it's an important thing to have but it's not as as an exciting of a sell um but i think when we look back at the library if they continue a cadence of at this level we'll be like hey this has really grown over these last six months and we can point to you know whatever titles maybe speak to us personally as evidence of here's the kind of value that we're getting from this service. So yeah, um, I'd say hopefully they keep up about this cadence. I think it's kind of what's expected. Um, yeah, I think it'll be more exciting randomly at a given month, and it'll be exciting looking back on it more so than, you know, every month we're going to be guaranteed to, like, have our, you know, mind blown about it. I think it also depend on how early they announce this stuff. Like, I know with comparing it to Game Pass, like, a lot of times I know ahead of time, like, oh, this is coming to Game Pass, though. So when I get the announcements of, like, what's yeah. dropping on Game Pass, it's usually it's a little bit more new information. But some of it is like, oh, yeah, well, we know this is coming because, like, that was part of, you know, the announcement. So I think the probably one of the best wins will be the closer they can get to announcing some titles as like, hey, this is going to be a PS Plus, you know, PS plus plus title or something like that will kind of create a, I think a more positive conversation around uh, this and also put less pressure on these blog posts because we won't have as much anticipation weighted on it. Yeah. And I want to throw in a, a couple of caveats in, in there too, right? Like I think this PlayStation plus extra cadence slash the, the tier of these games is good. As long as P PS plus the base subscription, right? PS plus essential stays this strong. If it dips in the way that Xbox Games Games with Gold has dipped as Game Pass has come to prominence, then I'm like, cool, beef up extra then. You know, like, I, like, I, I don't want that to happen because PS Plus has been so good in the last few years. But if that happens, then, like, they really got to beef, beef this thing up. If we're getting bangers from the essential side and the extra side, then I think, I think this cadence is good. That said, premium-wise, I do want more. Yes. You know, they're only dropping two PSP games, and these are two. I wouldn't put these as high-tier PSP games. I do what I would like. Hey, here's two PSP games, two PS1 games, two PS2 games uh, a month, and two PS3 games, right? If you can give me what those eight games uh, every month, and maybe some of them, some of them are bangers, maybe some of them are whatever. 
then I think that is more exciting. It just being, here's two random PSP games where we dropped for premium is not exciting. I will say Loco Roco 2's Metacritic is an 85, and Midnight Carnival only has 73. I don't know if that's Man. more of a commentary on how the industry has shifted over time, <laughs> or like if it's not as good. I don't know, but I'll let you know how. Are you gonna Are you gonna go play? You Midnight know what? Carnival? I think I might. I might fuck like around and play some Midnight Carnival. Love you, PlayStation pick. Oh, I have something else for that, so I can't. I, I have mean, a this is like what? I have this a is next for... week. You got time. This comes, this a... comes next week. Oh, next week? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably. I don't think there's anything else I'd be playing, but I have to think about that more. Maybe there is. I mean, there's a lot of games about to come out. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, well, I guess Stray so What am I playing? That... I'm diving into Midnight Carnival. <laughs> Stray is literally coming out that same day, and I'll love it, it for It sounds you. fun, though. Loco Roco, good. Car- Carnival's good. Midnight, also good. All three of those things. Three, three for things. three. Are you three kidding? for three. Speaking of the number three, story number two, Bayonetta 3 gets a release date. This comes from Ryan's Di- Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Nintendo has finally revealed the release date for the long-awaited Bayonetta 3, announcing it'll arrive on October 28th for Nintendo Switch. Brand new gameplay revealed in a new trailer shows off one of Bayonetta's transformations and plenty of the fast-paced fighting the series is known for. Clips from several cutscenes also feature revealing uh, new characters and plot points fans can expect to see in Bayonetta 3. Alongside the October 28th release date uh, announcement, developer Platinum Games has revealed that a family-friendly mode will be available in Bayonetta 3. The series is known for being a little risque, but as Platinum tweeted, the naive angel mode will make some slightly explicit scenes a bit more appropriate for all ages. The post included a demonstration video, but it'll basically just cover up Bayonetta with with more clothes. Uh, And we do have a video of of the naive angel mode, uh, if you're able to uh, bring it up, Kevin. It's the the second leak in, in, in the doc where they basically show the comparison of, all right, if your parents walk in the room, you got a Bayonetta who's just slightly more clothed. It's like a a larger bra that she has on that's covering a little bit more um, area. I feel like we needed that for a lot of games growing up because I remember just like switching to a random channel when I'm like playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I remember, uh, well, it was probably WWE, honestly, that I was playing. It was SmackDown vs. Raw, and they would have these unlockable loading screens for the, at the time they called them the Divas, uh, I but mean, like this, the women's wrestlers. Really quick, this naive versus not, like, it's like, when you said, like, she'd have more clothes on, I imagine, like, oh, she has some clothes on, and then they added more clothes. This is, like, she was, she was naked. She was this was naked. a naked, this was a naked woman, <laughs> and now it's not a naked woman. So that's, like, that, the ga- <laughs> the jump there was a lot more extreme than i was I, expecting I could have really used this growing up <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie every time my, saving mom would, lives, okay? my mom would take a glance at my tv every now and then i'm like listen i can't control this all the right? worst this would be like screen. and i didn't deal with a lot of this because i actually um i've been playing like you know m for mature games since i was like pretty young um there was definitely a little bit of resistance on buying me games like that but it wasn't so extreme that there was it. I was never, I never wanted a game and then like I could not play it because of the rating, but there was hesitancy with a lot of the media I consumed. And I remember like my parents who like don't know anything about games being like, kind of just judging it by like maybe the box art and being like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. And then like, like, well, let me watch a couple minutes of this. And it's like, uh, uh maybe not, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to that. That's kind of a, it's an interesting thing to add in. I mean, obviously it's still, the kind of game it is but um yeah. i don't know i guess if you care right if your kid is not unaware enough to not know you toggled this on but aware enough to be able to play bayonetta 3 if you fit well i think, into it, that, I think it works like, I don't know. in the in the direction too of if you're a parent and you have uh, kids around if you have like an eight-year-old kid mm-hmm. and you don't want bayonetta to be naked in front of them you get to toggle it on and and, and do it right that right way. it's like, for have- like if people that can get like secondhand nudity <laughs> yeah exact exact 100% yeah I, I mean i have friends that you know that have kids that you know they talk about how they can't play grand theft auto around them because they're scared of they they don't right. want to show them all the violence there so having options like this you want them to see who they really are you know exa- you got to exactly. slow roll that <laughs> having options like this i think is good for those parents and then also good for the kids that don't want to get in trouble <laughs> playing this yeah, game secondhand nudity the silent killer uh, missing link in the chat are you are you um, uh, excited for Bayonetta three? Yeah, I've actually um not really dipped into the Bayonetta games, um, but you know, highly critically acclaimed. I think they definitely fill to a uh, gap for Nintendo. You know, I think when we think of Nintendo and and their strongest um, franchises, it is a lot of platformer. It's a lot of adventure games, and granted, some of the best games of all time. So shout to that. Nothing, not a problem. But I think it always is beneficial for companies to have 
as many um, different boxes checked as possible. And I think Bayonetta definitely does that for Nintendo. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to check this out and dip into it um, when it comes out. And I'm, I'm glad that it has a date and that that date feels really soon as well. Um, in the yeah. sense that like, I think when we first, well, when we first caught wind of the game, it's like, okay, well, when's this coming out? And then even with getting more information, I think there has been a lot of um, trepidation, is that the right word, about whether or not there's going to, you know, we're going to get a date or if it's going to get delayed or whatever. So, yeah, October 28th, um, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. What about you? Do you have a, a history with Bayonetta? I actually don't have a history of Bayonetta, but I do love uh, Platinum games. And I've been looking for a reason to get into Bayonetta. Um, like Bayonetta 2, I remember reading reviews and watching trailers and being like oh this looks so cool i mean i think GameSpot at the time gave it a 10 out of 10 and i was blown away by that and the more i would listen to people on podcasts and watch youtube videos of people talking about the game uh bayonetta 2 sounded like such a game for me but if you remember that came out as a wii u exclusive and not i didn't have a wii u and none of my friends had a wii u <laughs> you didn't and have so, a wii u you never played uh the, the wind waker hd the best no, way to play wind waker i, I didn't get to play Wind Waker. I, i've actually not played wind waker period. oh my god it's well i mean i don't I, know if um you want to do some of your crimes or something and see if you can get that thing running on your steam deck no i, I no, i'm not gonna do that because i think at some point it has to come to switch it has got to come to switch they're gonna mm. release the, the, the hd i version. mean i don't know i hope oh, so man. i hope so but i think uh, if it comes to switch they're not gonna release the hd version just as a fuck you it's like you're go, good luck collecting all the like, shards or whatever the fuck it was yeah because that was the big that was the big change where it was like one of the they like not only made it look better but they made parts of that game less annoying um and that's why mm. no one wants to go back to the GameCube version of that game. But yeah, anyway. but like Bay Bayonetta, it, it, the more I like, see of it, the more I'm like, this is a game for me. You know, I watched the, I watched the new trailer that dropped this morning, and that game just looks bonkers, man. Like the the action, the 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 characters, the dialogue, all of it is over the top in the way that I like from Platinum. And when it comes to the plat, when it comes to good Platinum action games, they th those hit really well for me. I really dug. Uh, my time playing Metal Gear Solid, uh, or sorry, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance earlier this year on stream. It was one of those ones where I was like, why didn't I not play this sooner? This is such a fun game and the story is so over the top. And of course, like I'm such a big fan of uh, Nier Automata and games like Astral Chain. Platinum, they're that kind of developer that knows what they're good at and they excel at it when they lean fully into what they are. It reminds me of what we've talked about before with Supermassive and how good they are making uh, horror games, right? And, and developers that have that kind of special specialization. When it comes to character action, Platinum are some of the best to do it. And Bayonetta seems to be um, one, of the, one of the core ones in their catalog where they get to really flex that muscle. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hyped for this when it comes out. I think this is going to be good for um, filling out the, the game um, release slate in the fall. Because uh, as we go, it seems like October is getting more and more filled with games. Uh, and the fall is looking a little bit more exciting. Uh, and Janet, speaking of the fall lineup of games, Jake Bakes Cakes writes in and says, uh, to patreon.com, just kind of funny games, just like, just like you can, and says, uh, good morning, Blanet Garcioye. Everyone's favorite <laughs> hot witch is back. Bayonetta 3 is officially coming on October 28th. Uh, that summer Nintendo Direct is increasingly seeming dot 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 unlikely. Do either of you think we'll get an official Nintendo Direct, mini or normal, at any point this year, or will we get the Metroid Prime remaster announced in a good old tweet? Thanks for all you do, and keep up the good vibes. Janet, Nintendo's fall seems like it's, it's, it's starting to fill up, right? We got Pokemon, we now have Bayonetta, Splatoon 3 is around the corner. Do you think that there's a lot more slated for the fall? And do you expect another Nintendo Direct? A lot more is a little bit dramatic of a phrase. I don't know if I'd say oh, there's a lot more slated for the fall, but um, I, I'm going to say we're getting another Direct just because I feel like we get Directs all the time, to be honest. Like, I think we're either having a Direct or saying, okay, when's the next one? Any second. And, you know, I, I think... I think we'll get one, um, just because I'd be surprised if they went that long without it. I, th I believe there's also, um, when does Mario plus Rabbits come out? Is that also, is that October as well? Ooh. Is that November? That's this year, that though. I remember. Like that is this year. Yeah, that just got a date. I want to say that's it's on my it's on my draft, and I was like, no one, everyone thought this was going to come out because they were like, they said it, they kind of gave themselves 20th. that wiggle room. Yeah. So it's, it's getting pretty stacked. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, that they have something to wrap it all up, even if they do end up revealing something like the Metroid Prime remaster in a tweet, which I don't think they would do, but at the same time, they were like, we have a new Kirby game. Now, granted, it's like a 
Kirby multiplayer game. So like, I don't know how good that game is gonna be, you know? Um, but they still did just drop that. And that is a big like IP that they have that they could have had in a direct. Um, I try not to think too hard about, you know, or get hung up on logic with Nintendo. I just go off vibes cause that's what they go off of. So I'm gonna say yes. I'm going to say yes. I don't know if there's a lot more for the fall. Maybe I, I'd love to see maybe a little bit more um, like indie highlights. I think for the fall are always beneficial. Maybe, I don't know, maybe one other thing that I'm not, some from Donkey Kong would be cool. It's been kind of quiet on the Donkey Kong front, um, but not Donkey Konga if possible. <laughs> Anything with Donkey Kong. Like, you know, because that's like, isn't that classic Nintendo though? Yes, they do like, they, they're so good at having those little like teaser trailer things that kind of lead you in, but then they like bring you down the wrong path and it's like, this isn't where I thought we were going to end up. So I could see that happening actually. So yeah, we'll get a direct, uh, you know, highlighting Donkey Konga, obviously. What about you? Of course. I think we'll get a uh, Nintendo Indie World showcase uh, sometime, probably late August. They usually have one right before PAX West. And I, I I don't remember the cadence in, in recent years because pandemic has kind of messed up a, a lot of release timing and even conventions and all that stuff. But I think going into PAX West, which is big for indie titles and indie games, showing off to the, the audience and then also uh, leading into the fall, I would expect there to be one of those in August. But for a pure Nintendo Direct, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get one for the rest of the summer. Like maybe we get one later in the year um like towards the winter time but for now we just got kirby announced yesterday we just got bayonetta 3 release date announced today well at this point do you need a nintendo direct you know if you just have if you have metroid prime as your thing to show off just put in a tweet in the way in the way that you put bayonetta and a new kirby game in a tweet but i think bayonetta though did have her moment in the sun outside of this date i don't think there's anything wrong with just being like there's there's the date like it can be fun to have it in the in a direct or whatever, um, and you're always marketing. But like, I think I would I would imagine that the Metroid Prime Remaster would be in a would not be announced in a tweet, but like it could be. It wouldn't be that shocking either way because yeah, it's like Nintendo's such a weird company. I gotta show Metroid with while also making sure that you know it's not Metroid Four, like which is kind of it's like, it's hard to get that out quickly when you're like watching something, um, unless they just say like there's no metroid for yeah. in this but they're not I, I think, really they don't really do a lot of messaging either of like what isn't there they're just like well look the video's already scheduled like we don't really care about what you're talking about on twitter my thing my thing more so though is that if you had a nintendo direct happening let's say in july or august then why wouldn't you just hold the, the i, I the think it'd be i think that. it'd be fall though is my thing like i think jake Biggs yeah. cakes is right in that probably not summer i like your call out of the indie thing based on um you know past cadences i think that's like a good call out but yeah i think for something that isn't just an indie thing probably the fall if nothing else yeah. to be like one big commercial for all your stuff and then maybe like one or two things that are not from the big fall that, commercial that's more so my thing is i i could see a nintendo direct happening in let's say late october november december range uh and if that's the case i think you're getting things announced for in that case next year uh, not the fall this year. And I and maybe that is a, hey, Metroid Prime is out now situation, but also do you do that for something as big as a Metroid Prime remaster? I think they'd give it a date and kind of have that. If they did have that, it'd be like, there probably would be a date and maybe like, um I don't know, Thanksgiving, Christmas-y time. That's like typically, I feel like the time to push for that kind of thing. You're impulsively yeah. on, you know, you show up to Black Friday even though there's no deals just for the, just for the vibe, just to feel something, right? You pick up Metro yeah. Prime. Well, like in that case, do you get if it's if you're doing framing it as a Black Friday thing, do you not get ahead of it though and start promoting it around this time? I don't think they end up promoting it way early because it's also it's still Metroid and like Metroid did sell super well in the last game Dread. Um, I blocked out the name because I had so much pain in that final boss and in those freaking um, the little soldiers where there's three of them in just fucking different colors. I fucking hate that shit pissed me off so bad. Um, I'm like, why am I finding another one? It's the same guy. Like, anyway. Um, yeah, like, you know, that sold incredibly well. But at the end of the day, Metroid is still just not, you know, it's not Mario, right? Like, and this is a remaster. It's definitely something that the fans want that would sell well, that people, you know, always complain that Metroid doesn't get enough attention and love from Nintendo. Like, but I think at the end of the day, it's not going to have... I mean, they didn't really even have much fanfare for when they um, ported sort of that, you know, that Mario collection that they then pulled from the shelves. Like, they're kind of just doing stuff. Like, not to say they don't think about what they do or have intention, but I don't think they make quite a big deal out of something like this that maybe Sony or even, 
well, Microsoft kind of does their old stuff differently anyway, but that someone else, another company might make a big deal about this. I don't think Nintendo's that yeah. company. But that's also why I think you just drop in a tweet. If it if it's even happening, I think that's the that's the other thing is Metroid Prime or yeah, Metroid Prime Remastered. There's talks of it possibly happening in the fall. That's not a given, right? Like plans right. change, things shift, um, and Nintendo does not give a fuck. And it's so, also like, one of those things where I'm like, how much is this a rumor and how much is it just like, we just keep saying that like maybe it'll happen. Like, I don't know. There's definitely some- Metroid Prime specifically, I know Jeff Grubb was out there saying that um, there, there, there's plans for it. But again, like anything, right? That can shift, that can that can change. Um, I think if it's real, you probably get it in a tweet. And then also I, in terms of the rest of the fall, right? If you're trying to fill that out, my big prediction slash hope that is based on pure speculation and nothing else is that if there is a Nintendo Indie World showcase in August, I think that's where we could maybe get a Silk Song release date for sometime this fall, and that is the other big hitter this fall. I think that'd be a, an amazing way to do it. Um, but again, like the fall already is pretty decent for Nintendo. Honestly, it's pretty good for Nintendo if you're yeah. including the really, summer as well with Live Alive it, Xenoblade. It really like picked up like kind of out of nowhere. Like they're like, oh yeah, we have this really good, strong fall that like no one's really, I mean, not that no one's talking about it because we're talking about it now, but um, yeah, like out of nowhere, it feels like it just became stacked after being uh, kind of a quieter year. Like Kirby was fantastic and they did have Pokemon, but it that was so front loaded into the year mm -hmm. that there's been kind of this gap um, while we wait for fall to happen. But yeah, exciting stuff. Janet, we're going to hop into story number three. But before we do, I want to let people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer? As if you aren't booked and busy already. But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget. Because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience. But you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the socks soft micro modal fabric find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl meundies has a great offer for all of you out there for any first time purchasers you can get 15 percent off for a limited time if you sign up for the free to join meundies membership you get 25 percent off your first membership item to get 50 percent off your order 25 percent off your first membership item and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kinda funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit expressvpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use expressvpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using expressvpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of Funny. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now I've been using it the last couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focused and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny story number three bandai namco 
has been hacked. This comes from Jeffrey Rousseau at GamesIndustry.biz. Monday, it was reported that Elden Ring publisher Bandai Namco was allegedly hit by ransomware group ALPHV. As per VGC, VX Underground, a platform which says it has the largest collection of malware source code, said that the hacker outfit, also known as Black Cat, admitted to the attack. Ransomware can obtain information from personal employee data, a firm's financial and game details. Uh, hackers can use this as a means to extort money from victims, VGC added. Today, Bandai Namco has confirmed it was hacked and that it is investigating the matter. In a statement to Eurogamer, the Elden Ring publisher said, uh, uh, said a third party gained unauthorized access to, quote, the internal systems of several group companies in Asian regions, excluding Japan, end quote. The company added that customer information from toys and hobby from the toys and hobby business in Asian regions, again, excluding Japan, may have been affected. This information was stored in the effective servers uh, and PCs, and Bandai Namco is currently exploring the scope of the damage. Quote, we'll continue to investigate the cause of this incident, and we'll disclose the investigation results as appropriate. We'll also work with external organizations to strengthen security throughout the, the group and take measures to pre prevent recurrence. We offer our sincerest apologies to everyone involved for any, any complications or concerns caused by the incident. End quote. These hacks suck, Janet Garcia. Yeah, I mean, we've seen these happen a couple times, like even just throughout the last like few years, and I'm sure we'll see more of it. Um, the hope is that any information obtained or like any of the additional snags that are created from this have as few um, victims as possible, and I think as few like uh, long term effects as possible. Admittedly, this is one of those things where we're not going to necessarily get a lot more information unless something else like especially something consumer focused comes as a result when it's just internal, like it's kind of just, they acknowledge it. And then we don't really know the other stuff because like, we don't work at those companies. Uh, and even if we did, you know, there's only so, like, not all that information is going to necessarily be shared about every detail behind this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you hope that it doesn't hurt the, the company or the publisher in a way that's too severe and that people are, you know, remaining, I think safe, um, is probably the most important thing, uh, with the, of course, financial and asset aspect being a, a close second, especially because it's a business at the end of the day, right? So they want to protect um, all the information and all the stuff that they have going on there. But uh, yeah, unfortunate situation. Yeah, it sucks because like, you know, most hacks of these nature are like sucky and terrible hacks, right? But like even within those, there are like the fun, the fun ones where it's like, oh man, it sucks that they got hacked. But also look at Armored Core and Elden Ring 2 and Dark Souls 5 <laughs> and all this stuff that that's leaking out of there. This seems like one of the non-fun ones where a lot of it seems more so hey, here's financial information about a lot of the, the consumers that have maybe um, uh, operated with uh, Bane and Ankle or bought their games in certain regions and shit like that. The stuff that's not fun and real shitty and that's going to be used to uh, hold them for ransom and shit like that. And so uh, if you're one of these hackers, don't be doing that. That sucks. Be a better person. And also, good luck to Bandai Namco on figuring this shit out. Uh, more sad news. Story number four. Red Dead Online players are holding a funeral to mourn the game's death. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Players are logging into Red Dead Online in mass today to mourn the death of the online Western. Hashtag Red Dead Funeral trended briefly over the weekend as players prepare to log in today, July 13th, and celebrate the game and protest its winding down. This is in response to Rockstar stating that it plans to phase out major content updates for the game. Quote, Today is the day the community is paying its respects to a game that many of us love and wish had gotten more love from Rockstar. <laughs> Reads, uh, read one of the hundreds of tweets from community members. Quote, So log in today and have a few beers at either Valentine or Blackwater Graveyard. Hashtag Red Dead Funeral. Hashtag Red Dead Online. End quote. The game will remain online for the foreseeable future, but Rockstar's internal focus on the game has lessened as it moves into full production of GTA 6. Janet, this is one of those sad stories in the way that like the community is very sad about this game winding down, but then also really interesting and fun stories in the way that people are coming together to this in-game funeral and drink at the in-game bars. Like I love shit like this, even though under in this situation, it's under a sad circumstance. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's cute for the community to come together in a way that it voices, I think, um, a sadness for a game that they really loved uh, and also in a way kind of ha has like an underlying 
uh, voicing of like wanting more from you know the team in terms of supporting the game without being toxic. I'm sure there's people there. There are people that are going to oh, be toxic yeah, about this because there's people toxic about literally everything. Um, but I think this is an example of like, hey, you know, it is what it is, and we kind of want to commemorate this because this is like how we're feeling about the situation. Um, it's also it's it's cool to hear this story from. I guess a game that has that ever had real online support because for me I've only like, done stuff like this I've never done anything like this specifically like have a funeral or go to like an in-game bar again I don't do a lot of like online multiplayer like giant world stuff but I did do a like long stream um, on the day that they were killing Mario from when they took down that little like collection where I like played like a bunch of uh, I think I played a little bit of all the games and just talked about how like it sucks that the Mario game is going to be gone from the stores. And then for not like as big of a deal, but I remember like for the last Splatfest, that being kind of a big thing as well, where it, you know, that game's still available. You can still play Splatoon 2 and everything, but it was like, okay, the final Splatfest and they made a whole thing about it. We did the whole, like all the stuff and the chaos versus whatever. Um, and then later they like still had other ones. And then people were like, well, they said the last new one, but they like brought back old ones. It was just a whole weird thing. Um, and now we're having three. So like, I guess that's whatever, but we haven't had Splatfest in forever also. So it's nice to have a, a, a way to organize, I guess is what I'm saying, because I don't, I don't get that when I am on the Nintendo end of things. I just doesn't make my own stuff that I do by myself. <laughs> It's always wild to like hop into a online game towards its last days, especially if it's one that not many people are playing. I remember on PS2, uh, I had Burnout 3, and Burnout 3 was one of the very few online games that I had. And I never really played the game online because um, as a kid, I didn't even know how to set that shit up. And then one day I was like, yo, what if I take my TV in my uh, PlayStation 2 down to the computer room and then plugged in my Ethernet? I wonder if that would just automatically start online for me. And it worked. And this was what like 2000 maybe like 2008 or something like that maybe like 2007 uh and i started playing burnout online and what there were maybe two other people three other people that are playing the game online at that point but i remember doing that doing doing a uh, a road rage mode and being like this is fucking awesome like i can't believe i never even thought to try and play this game online in this way um and it had this like kind of weird empty feel to it that I I, I kind of liked the fact that it was only a few of us and then I did that was I did the same thing actually with um Star Wars Battlefront two as well and it was a similar thing where Star Wars Battlefront more popular game and there were quite a few uh, uh, like games up and servers open that I could hop into and hang out in but it was this oh we're so far past when this is popular and the people that are here are the people that really love this thing like they're just doing the Jedi battles and all that shit and there's like a cool atmosphere around it. Uh, Red Dead Online, I'm sure there's a similar thing where, of course, way more people are probably playing Red Dead Online than those games that I, I mentioned. But when you un when you understand that compared to the other online communities that exist, Red Dead Online is such a non, not GTA Online, right? Like, if you're playing Red Dead Online, you are part of a community. Like, you are not part of, like, the mass the, the mass audience for the thing. Um, and you're going through this, through this shit together. Going in there, role-playing, hanging out at a bar, like, all that shit sounds fun as hell and you know it makes me want to salute the red dead online players and also like it makes me feel bad that rockstar didn't support this game the way that it should have been supported this should have been another hit it is red dead right it is this vast really cool world that they created and it's for an audience that really really digs this thing i'm sure with a lot more support and thinking about it the right way this is probably something they could have figured out but the reality of it is probably that just that GTA Online makes them so much more money and is so at this point way easier to monetize and figure out as opposed to Red Dead. Um, and now that it is all all um, hands on deck for GTA Six, that taking away the 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 support for Red Dead, it's, it's a bummer. Um, but I salute to you, the the Red Dead audience, because that's cool as hell. Story number five. Twitter says that Genshin Impact and Wordle are the most discussed games of 2022 so far. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Twitter has shared the most discussed games on its platform throughout the first half of 2022. According to the platform, Genshin Impact continues to be the game that most people tweet about worldwide, having been the number one most tweeted about game throughout 2021 as well. The newest entry is web puzzle game Wordle, which didn't make the top 10 in 2021, but is now the second most tweeted game tweeted about game globally. 
Other new entries didn't appear in 2021. That didn't appear in the 2021 list include Elden Ring and The Legend of Zelda. The full list is as follows, right? So again, these are the most tweeted about games in the first half of 2022. It goes like this. At number 10, Legend of Zelda. Number 9, Valorant. Number 8, Fate slash Grand Order. At number 7, Elden Ring. Number 6, Apex Legends. Number 5, Project Sakai. At number 4, Final Fantasy. Number 3, Ensemble Stars. At number 2, Wordle. Then at number 1, Genshin Impact. Number 1 for the second year in a row. Janet, do, the, do these results blow you away? Um, the Wordle one kind of surprises me. I mean, a lot of people are playing Wordle, and I think Wordle has... It's, it's funny because, like... I guess Wordle is one of the, I guess, probably the only, I guess, in a, in a lot of ways, um, games where it's a game that non-gamers play. Like, I'm very confident that people, a lot of people playing Wordle would not consider themselves gamers. Um, I'm more confident a lot of gamers wouldn't consider Wordle players to be gamers if they only play Wordle. But, I mean, you know, it is a game. So, yeah, why not? Um, that so I guess that one is is surprising I mean, for that I, reason. It's the most think, like outlier one on this list. I think the reason why that one is is up there is the fact that part of Wordle is to tweet your results. And so if you remember when when Wordle start uh, was starting to pop off amongst everybody, right? Like Twitter was filled with all of the yep. the blocks that would show your results. And I think that is the the thing that propelled it to being number two on this list. Yeah, I'm still playing Wordle. I actually forgot to play last night because I I was so focused on just going to sleep after. Um, watching uh miss marvel um but and then talking about miss marvel but yeah like i'm still playing wordle like I, are you still playing genshin impact like we're, we're leading this we're we're like we are the community you know what i mean like we we're the at community. the top of this list <laughs> i i'm not talking about this publicly janet oh my god i think i've retired from genshin <gasps> i think oh I'm my god it. the king I, is dead i it's just such a grindy game i put in about 40 hours janet garcia into genshin impact and i'm still not at the place where people are like oh this is where the story gets good they're like no you're gonna get there you're gonna get there you just gotta go get these resources and get your xp up to this level and go do these uh quests for these guys you'll get there you'll get i'm like i'm dude i'm 40 hours in if i'm not at the good shit i don't know what to tell you man and like i it's, i think it's part of that and then also the fact that the their game zenless zone zero looks way more up my alley and i'm actually really excited for that and i kind of want to just conserve the energy that i'm putting that i had been putting into genshin into that game instead because i think in terms of aesthetic that's going to appeal to me i I've, i do like the genshin impact aesthetic a lot but a big part of why i really like genshin impact is it's a comfort game for me that takes me back to playing breath of the wild because it has a lot of those pulls in there, especially in terms of world design and just like the freedom of like, yo, just hang out in this open world that is very much of this style and filled with like shit to pick and, you know, characters to talk to and random puzzles to solve. Like, I like that as a comfort thing, but as an ongoing grindy make progression kind of thing, Genshin, I didn't really enjoy Genshin as much in that element of it. Um, who knows? I might say this now, and then a month later, you might see me log on to Genshin. Well, here's the thing. The well, where are you it. playing it at on PC or like what do you? PS5. Okay, so is it still installed? Yes. I think until you uninstall it. Let me know when you uninstall it. That's when it's going to be. I don't uninstall I think, shit. The big... Well, now because you have the big space, right? Yeah. So now it just lives there. You don't I uninstall anything. So when you're done SSD. with games, when you're done with games, you just let them sit there. Yeah. That's bizarre to me can someone put a like poll in the 4, chat when you finish a game and you're done with the game when you're done with the game because maybe you oh i finished it but i want to blind or whatever you know maybe you're me with horizon or something when you're done with the game do you delete the game i'm guessing most people will say yes because no. of storage reasons oh, only but i'm shocked that y'all keep y'all keeping these games i only keep yeah, a few keep it i mean well until reese because i don't have the expansion so now i have to delete stuff and every once in a while, but like I'll keep games for really long. Like my PlayStation 4 Pro that I have right next to me, like has so many games in it. Yeah, my if I scroll through the amount of I have games that I have Vampire on this thing, and I downloaded that I think years ago and just never never got rid of it. Like I have hella games on here, and I think uh, a lot of these games just don't take up that much good. space. You know? you know, like the bigger games are few and far between, and maybe those ones, like the games that are 80 gigabytes and shit like that. Maybe those ones I'll delete after a while. But usually if it's that big, it's a multiplayer game. And those I just want to keep because... You're going to have I'm, to download it again eventually? Yeah. I want to re-download Fortnite. Like, I'm going to play Fortnite probably. Or I don't want to do the same thing with Rocket League or GTA Online or Warzone. That's different though because you're still you're still playing those. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're telling me you got like no, Last no, of Us 2 on there? Doesn't, but he doesn't. Oh, you... he, when's the last time you played Fortnite? 
I mean, yeah, that we I play on stream every now and then. A few then. weeks ago, yeah. Probably a few weeks ago. But Warzone, but, yeah. I haven't played in over a year. And that's still on there. Um, and then single-player games, for the most part, aren't that big. Last was two, I think I might still have on here. Oh, my God. That's yeah. wild. Here, I had no, no idea. Well, the, the poll's in the chat. The poll's in here, the chat. The, regarding Last was two, though, that is on my um, USB like hard drive, not mm. my internal storage. And so the storage that I'm rocking with, Janet, I have my PS5 internal storage. I have my expanded SSD storage, which is like four terabytes. And then I have my USB expanded storage, which I think is also four terabytes. Actually, no, my SSD might be two terabytes. Either way, I got a lot of memory in this thing. So I'm not worrying about picking and choosing. I just it's about, it's about keeping here. it clean to me is the thing. Oh, like man, You want to keep it that. as streamlined as possible. I'm anyway. my PlayStation dirty. Mm-hmm. Keeping everything. <laughs> keep Please, everything continue. Please continue on with the show. Story number six. Nintendo Japan formally acknowledges same-sex marriage. This comes from Jeffrey Rousseau at GamesIndustry.biz. Nintendo Japan has updated its corporate social responsibility information section of its website, which now states that it recognizes same-sex marriage. As reported by Eurogamer, the introduction of a partnership system section uh, says that as of March 2021, staffers in a same-sex marriage will have the same benefits as employees in an opposite-sex marriage. The company acknowledges that same-sex marriage is currently not legally recognized in Japan. Quote, Although same-sex marriages are not currently recognized under Japanese law, this system ensures employees who are in a domestic partnership with a same-sex partner have the same benefits as employees in an opposite-sex marriage, the company said. Quote, we have also established that a common-law marriage between couples will be observed in the same way as a legal marriage, end quote. It went on to say in its code of conduct, it prohibits all form of discrimination. Quote, by improving our company systems and conducting training, we'll continue, we'll continue our work to create an environment where each of our many diverse employees can fully realize their talents, Nintendo said. Good guy, Nintendo. Yay, a rare a good story from Nintendo. But I mean, in, in all seriousness, this is awesome. I mean, I think it's, um, at least for me, I feel like it can be inadvertently easy to forget that um not everyone has the same like you know rights uh, across the world that feel like oh this should have happened already so i think this is like a huge deal um for a lot of reasons especially because like obviously there's weight in marriage that goes beyond the the legal side of things but a big part of that is the is the legal side of things and the benefits that you can get and not having access to those elements um so for an intended to do this uh in in spite of not needing to or in, in terms of like legality at least um is a big deal so yeah hopefully that other companies follow suit um and that also like just things change with how japanese law currently is hell yeah uh, we got a couple of quick hits to close out the Roper Report. Story number seven, HBO's Last of Us gets a release window. This is Brad Lang at CBR. HBO's live-action adaptation of The Last of Us has a release window. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, HBO and HBO Max's chief content officer, Casey Bloys, revealed that fans of the beloved video game will need to wait a little longer for the show. According to the executive, The Last of Us will arrive closer to early 2023. Uh, so get hyped for that. And then uh, story number eight, another quick hit. TMNT Shredder's Revenge has sold over a million copies, and that was announced via a press release. So congratulations, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Janet, I can't wait for The Last of Us HBO show to see what it holds for me in early 2023. But early 2023 is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Graph Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Rune Factory 5 for, for PC, Loopmancer for PC, and then The Tale of Biston for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. New dates for you, Company of Heroes 3 is set to release on November 17th, 2022 for PC, and then Fault Elder Orb, the multiversal third-person action MOBA, queues up for full launch out of early access on the Epic Game Store Monday, July 18th, 2022. Deal of the day for you, Amazon Prime members can now claim over 30 free games until July 13th, including Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, Star Wars Jedi, uh, Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Kebabs writes in and says the other local Roku games are available on PS4, where 1 and 2 were remastered. And then Kebab says Midnight Carnival is the Halloween-themed entry, and it's much harder than the main game. There That's you interesting. Like, <laughs> if you're like me and Janet, 
and you love Halloween, might, some might say that you're Halloween royalty. You might want to check that one out. And so I will be playing Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. For well, the Janet vibe. is holiday royalty of all of the holidays. You know? Oh, that is that's sorry, I apologize. That is true. Yeah. You're the what the holidays are the czar of holidays. I forget the exact something title. like that. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know if it's the czar, but yeah, yeah, it's, like it's, czar. it's hard to remember all these fake titles, you know. Uh, of Damn, course, uh, she doesn't tomorrow. respect the titles. That's fucked she doesn't up. Respect the, I mean, but that's how big Kevin. That's how big she is in the holiday lore, right? That she doesn't even she can't be she thinking doesn't about even fucking need to care, you know. Someone said, and she had to say the Sultan of Seasons. That wasn't it, but I, it might no, be I better think that than been what it. we had. That might have been it. No, honestly. that wasn't it, but that's very good. It was something along those lines, though, like a czar, Sultan, saltine cracker. Put somebody figure it out. Somebody in chat, keep going. <laughs> all those right, out. all right. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch after this is a sponsored Amazon stream featuring Andy playing Mass Effect. Actually, I don't even know if that's right. Mm-hmm. Let me double yep. check. No, that is is that right? You know that's oh, right. heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look forward to that Amazon stream. Again, featuring Andy playing some Mass Effect. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You can weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.